This episode is brought to you by REMAX Ace Realty in Downingtown, PA. Whether you're looking to buy or sell a home, we have a real estate expert for you. Search for homes or contact an agent at acerealtypa.com. This is the Chester County Real Estate Podcast. Bringing you the info you need to make your next move a great one. This show is brought to you by Remax Ace Realty. For show notes and links, go to acerealtypa.com slash podcast. Hey everyone, welcome to the Chester County Real Estate Podcast. This is the show that gives you the information you need to make your next move a great one. I'm your host, Sean Dominski, and today I'm sitting down with Maureen Felizzi from Liberty Mutual. So, Maureen, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure. Thanks, Sean. Um, so, as Sean said, I'm Maureen Felizzi. I'm with Liberty Mutual Insurance, and I've been in the insurance industry for about 17 years now, and I specialize in personal insurance, so anything that you would own or insure personally, think of like your homes, autos, boats, RVs, stuff like that. Um, I am local to the downtown area. I have an office in Exton. Um, and I'm licensed in all the surrounding states, so Pennsylvania, Delaware, Maryland, New Jersey, New York, and I have Florida as well. Um, so it definitely can help with anything locally here. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Yeah. So today I want to. So today I want to talk a little bit about what homebuyers should be looking for in an insurance company and what questions they should be asking themselves and what, should, what they should be asking their insurance company mm-hmm. when they're in the process of buying a house or thinking about buying a house. Good question. Um, no, I always say that I'm like the last piece of the puzzle in the home transaction process. Your your lender's going to need the declaration page and invoice to get through settlement. Mm-hmm. Um, and I always say that, you know, it's one of the most expensive purchases you'll ever make in your life. So you want to make sure that it's insured properly if something were to happen. Yeah. Um So I just stress the importance of having a local agent like myself, somebody that can kind of guide you and, um, you know, get you through the process to make sure you have what you need for settlement. Some important things to um, look for, uh, what I stress with my clients is, you know, contact me when you're in the process of, you know, going under contract. I'll run the initial quote for you for the home insurance. Um, and I can let you know if there have been any claims on that property in the last five years. That way, if you're going into an inspection or, you know, maybe you saw some water damage that didn't look right, I can say, hey, maybe there was a water claim. Or maybe there was a claim with the roof. Make sure that that was properly repaired. So just yeah. little things like that to look for, I think, are important. So real quick. Yeah. yeah. And I and that's funny because as a as a buyer, seller, agent, in my experience, like I didn't even know really too much about that until mm-hmm. an agent told me about it. So you can, so you said you can look at all the claims within the last five years. Mm-hmm. So if they did a claim before that, it wouldn't be on there. Yeah. So for most insurance carriers, we're looking back five years on the claims record on that property. Mm-hmm. So if you're purchasing a property and there were a number of claims that that previous owner put in, I can mm-hmm. look at that, see what was paid out and have a general idea of maybe what the claim was. And it's a good conversation because with my clients, they might say, you know what, that was disclosed on the seller's disclosure. So good to know. It looks like everything was repaired. There wasn't any issues. But if it was something that maybe didn't come up or they weren't aware of, it just kind of sparks that conversation and that question just to make sure everybody's doing their due diligence here and and making sure that, you know, if the claim was submitted, was the repair actually made too? Oh, Uh, you know. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, and I I feel like especially if you see any of those major Mm -hmm. uh, repairs on the seller's disclosure, you definitely want to 
look into that. Right. So another thing is um, flood zones. So I can look at an address. So maybe you're contemplating a few different properties, and you know, hey, Marine, I'm not sure. Is this in a flood zone? What is flood insurance going to look like on this property? Um, that's a biggie because I always say flood insurance can kill deals because. Um, you know, you want to know, A, if it's in a flood zone, you'll probably know typically right away. A lot of times you will know um, before coming to me. But if you're unsure, like I'll have realtors or clients call me and say, can you check this address? Right. There's a stream out back. I'm not sure what's going right. on here. So I can let you know, you know, A, if it's in a flood zone and B, what that cost might look like for flood insurance, because you're going to be required to have it, you know, if you have a mortgage and it's in a flood zone. Um, and depending on the type of mortgage you have, you can either go with the FEMA flood, which is typically for FHA loans, mm-hmm. or a conventional flood policy, you can do a private flood um, for conventional loans. So that gives you more options on the conventional side, because with the private flood insurance is a little less expensive a lot of times okay. than the FEMA, for the most part. Um, All right, well, okay, yeah. so so first of all, I always I always recommend, like, whether there's a stream nearby or not, like, <laughs> if... So we're in Downingtown right now. Yeah. If you're buying a house in Downingtown, you need to you need to look into flood insurance. Definitely. And don't take the owner or well, maybe the owner, but don't take the agent or the MLS's um, word for it. Like yeah. you have to verify that because first of all, it can, it it can change over time too. Right. Um and you know, real estate agents make mistakes when they enter stuff into the MLS. So mm-hmm. verify, verify. Um, or even when you're checking, because you because you can check, and you know there are ways to check whether or not a house is in a flood zone or not. But you need to, you know, talking to an agent would probably right. be the easiest thing, to, or talking to a insurance. Sorry, I should ver- ver- whether I'm talking about real insurance agents or insurance real estate. <laughs> so your real estate agent is doing a lot and might not be looking at certain details. Yes. The best thing to do is talk to an insurance agent. That mm-hmm. way they can verify it. So if you're in Downingtown especially, but mm-hmm. really anywhere in Chester County would not hurt to no. verify whether or not it's in a flood zone, um, whether or not you know there's there's water nearby or, or if you know if there's water nearby. Right. Um, the other thing is, oh, so, so talk a little bit more about the FEMA mm-hmm. flood insurance versus the private flood insurance. And we're, this is kind of regional specific. So I'm sure mm-hmm. if you went to the shore, mm-hmm. the flood insurance is a completely different mm-hmm. animal. Mm-hmm. Um, I know for a long time while I've lived in Downingtown, flood insurance was a, uh, was a burden. Mm-hmm. You know, people are like, Oh, it's not in a flood zone. I don't have to pay this mo-. You know, the, mm-hmm. the, it affects the value and I don't have to pay this money. Um, however, we hit this flood and people yes. are like, oh, you know, they're really angry because their house flooded and they didn't have flood Correct. insurance. So I don't want to talk too much. I feel like that's this could be a whole day Topic, long conversation. Yeah. <laughs> um, but real quick, mm-hmm. let's talk about the different types of flood insurance. What's required where and what's the deal with being able or unable to get flood insurance? Because some people are unable to get flood insurance, Correct. Um, they wouldn't be necessarily unable. I, um, they might not be able to afford it. Like it could be too costly to where like they just mm-hmm. can't pay for it. I mean, the shore, the coast, that's a whole another animal. Yeah. So, so speaking yeah. specifically to um, just this Downingtown area, um, you know, we had a flood situation in mm-hmm. the fall. Was it September of last year? Um, yeah. So anybody can have a flood policy. You don't have to be in a flood zone to purchase it. So just putting that out there. So really? anybody can have it. Yeah. Cause there's a lot of people who thought that they were unable to, to get 
flood mm-hmm. insurance. And but it was just that it wasn't required. Yeah, if it's not required, you don't have to have it, but you mm-hmm. can always purchase it. So because you can live outside of a flood zone and still have a flood claim or right. a flood situation, which is exactly what happened in Downingtown last year. You know, I had definitely gotten some a few phone calls from people who were outside of that floodplain and they had mm-hmm. flooding in their home and it was very unfortunate and I, and I hate getting those calls you know because yeah. it's you know you don't have the coverage unfortunately um but for the people who do and that are in the floodplain like i guess depending on which part of the flood zone that you're in mm-hmm. you know that will affect and impact the pricing especially with the fema mm-hmm. and with the um private flood um the FEMA is kind of like regulated set rates by the government. So here's what it is. And that's what you're getting. I don't really have any wiggle room with that mm-hmm. as, as far as making changes. Um, you can go higher with the deductible. So that will help lower your premium in any mm-hmm. insurance situation. Um, so that's an option for people. So you said yeah. the FEMA is required if you have an FHA loan. Mm-hmm. But if you have a conventional loan, you mm-hmm. can get either or, or. You can get either or. So okay. yeah. So if it turns out that. Because that's up to the, the, the lender. Yes, the lender. What they'll accept. So um, if. If the FEMA rate turns out to be better, we go that route. Yeah. Um, I just find a lot of times with the conventional, you're going to do better with the private because we have more flexibility. Um, flood on the FEMA, they're only going to cover a rebuild value of up to 250000 so you can't even go over that. So if you have a house that the rebuild is value is higher on that then they don't cover it um and there's a limit on your contents too that you can put on the fema flood where the private you can kind of go up and add different things as much as you want and what you would feel comfortable with um yeah so getting on to rebuild values too we had talked about that a little bit earlier um yeah you know every insurance company is going to estimate the rebuild value of your home so when you call me for a home quote for this property Mm -hmm. that you're purchasing we're going to go through specifics about that house. Um, what's on the exterior? What type of roof do you have? How old is the roof? Do you have a finished basement? Um, is there a garage? How many bedrooms, bathrooms? What type of flooring? What type of heating and air conditioning? Do you have a deck? Um, all these different things can add um, into what's called our rebuild value. So based on that information, we determine what we estimate the cost would be if there was um, like a complete fire situation as an example where we would have to come in, remove all that debris and then rebuild your home again. What Mm -hmm. is that going to cost us as the insurance company? So that's where we come up with the rebuild value or the dwelling value is what you would see in your declaration page. So it's going to be different from Mm -hmm. the market value and the appraisal value. And you might say, hey, I can sell my house for 600,000, but you're insuring it at 450. And I'm saying, Mm -hmm. well, it's only going to cost 450 to rebuild it. And maybe, yes, you can sell for that 600,000 because they're factoring in the land and the school district and other things that are in the market value that we're not looking at. So that's why you'll see that difference there. And people question that a lot. So in the last couple, I guess in the last couple Mm -hmm. years, we've seen uh, prices Mm -hmm. drastically fluctuate and for the most part go up especially when it comes to construction and stuff like that mm-hmm. um is it possible that the rebuild value that was five six years ago is like is different than it would be today mm-hmm. and how do you go about adjusting that how's the insurance company do yeah. you just talk to a, an agent and be like hey i need more insurance now no that's a great question um so with every policy that i personally write i know we have what's called like inflation protection so okay. you will see your rebuild value go up every year and that's kind of just a, a manual thing that automatically is going to happen which okay. is great because again prices change things go up and we are seeing increased costs now just because of material materials and labor going up to rebuild these homes so you're seeing higher rebuild values maybe than you did five years ago but we do have that inflation protection in so that way every year it does go up a little bit you might see your premium go up a little bit because you're getting more 
more coverage. Um, so that's one factor. Another thing is that, you know, if you do any major improvements to your home, like say you put in a new kitchen, you add mm-hmm. a deck, you add a swimming pool, right. different things like that. They're all things that you want to call your agent. Hey, we need to kind of reevaluate this to make sure I have enough coverage to protect my home. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we have what's called like, it's, I always call it like a little buffer. A lot of companies do this, but I always make sure it's on my policy. So whatever your rebuild estimate is, just say it's 450, you know, that's mm-hmm. the rebuild value of your home. We put like a 20% buffer on that top of that. So 20% of whatever the dwelling is, whatever that number is, that'll be over and above the 450. So even if our estimate was a little low or there's things you didn't account for, didn't tell me about, right. we kind of have a little wiggle room there. Um, and, you know, you want to make sure that with insurance, the whole idea is we are going to make you whole again. We're bringing you back prior to what it was prior to the loss. Mm-hmm. So we're not going to, you know, give you a huge great updated kitchen if that's not what you have you're kind of going to get the basic stuff and you know that's kind of what your law settlement's going to be what is as far as uh homeowners insurance when it comes to your possessions and everything Mm -hmm. i remember years ago someone gave me some advice i probably read it online (laughs) they're like oh well instead of doing a home inventory you can just take a video of Mm -hmm. your house and you can like make sure you video your house so you can see what's there and what's not and then at one point i talked to an insurance agent and they were like oh no we go we go off of income like not not actual possessions or something and so is there something like should i be listing should i should i have a list of some somewhere of everything i own or how's that work yeah so definitely um with like homeowners and renters insurance policies you'll have and condos too um personal property coverage so Mm -hmm. with the homeowners it's usually like a percentage of whatever dwelling is you get that so it might be overinflated. so if it's like 75 percent of that 450 that's what your personal property coverage would be and for the renters and the condo side you would pick like i would talk to you how much stuff do you have what would you need to go out and buy if you lost everything like what Mm -hmm. kind of you know thing would you want so that's how we come up with those numbers and um i always say it's i i don't know that many people do it it's not Mm -hmm. a bad idea to video things or maybe have a list of important or high value stuff um so something that may be of high value to you maybe like a musical instrument or some jewelry those things we either want to have scheduled or just have some documentation somewhere of them Mm -hmm. um because we want to replace them for you. So um, essentially, I always say in claim situations, a, an adjuster will come out and investigate and advise. So mm-hmm. they're going to come out. They're going to see you know, if there's anything left, if there's a fire or whatever the damage was. And they put their estimate together based on what you have. And with the, the policies that I write, I always want to make sure their replacement value or re- replacement costs, you'll see. So what that means is we're going to fully replace your items mm-hmm. with something of today's kind and quality so Mm -hmm. if you have a tv that was maybe five years old we're not going to give you that depreciated tv we're going to give you a brand new tv that's similar to what you had um so that's very important versus actual cash value Mm -hmm. um you might see that or acv on some policies and that's replacement cost minus depreciation so if you have that on your policy they're taking um you know whatever that cost of that five-year tv would be today and giving you that Mm -hmm. So they're not looking at just replacing it with a new one. So you're getting not as good of a valuation in my standpoint. So especially for people who maybe have older furniture, older things, you want a brand new couch. You don't want, hey, here's 200 bucks. You know, that's all you're going to get for this couch. Well, I'm thinking of like computers and stuff like that. I mean, I do a lot with tech. So um, yes, I was like, well, you know, if I lost my laptop, that'd be pretty devastating. Mm -hmm. But to get my but. 
now that my laptop's three years old, it's like the value is a quarter of what it was when I what I paid for it. But mm-hmm. I wouldn't want to buy a used. Yeah, that would that right. would stink. If if I lost my not lost, but like if I like my lap lost my computer in a fire, and you're only giving me four hundred bucks, and it's like, well, what am I gonna do with that? <laughs> I need I need a twenty eight hundred dollar laptop, right? Just because it was only technically worth four hundred doesn't mean I can just go out and buy a used one for four hundred and be right completely. Um, made whole um and the consumer yeah. the client like looking at you have declaration pages that gives you all your coverages mm-hmm. i'm sure no one has really looked at them but um giving it to, that to an agent like myself um yeah. i can pinpoint these and say you know did you know that you had this did you know you only had actual cash value replacement on your roof versus replacement and people oh, are like right. i didn't know i had that i didn't know that my my agent never explained that to me but um you know because they don't really know what they're looking oh, at sometimes gosh. when they see these things so i always say every like three to five years Years, um, mm-hmm. Have someone like myself uh, review your policies because uh, life changes so much. You are know? there po- are there policies that have actual cash value on roofs? Oh yeah, because mm-hmm. I'm thinking about it. Like my roof, maybe it's like ten years old, still another ten years of life. But if my house burned down, like I'm going to need more than half the cost of right. a roof. Correct to to, to to fix that. And that's a so. biggie. I see some major carriers doing, right, and yeah. um, basically they would depreciate the replacement value of your roof each year. It got older. Yeah, and like wow. clients of mine didn't even realize that, and they're like, "Are you kidding me? I didn't know they were doing that." I'm like, "It says it right here." Yeah, but yeah. I understand. No one really looks at this stuff, and or when they do, they only look at it when there's a problem or a claim or an issue, right. you know. And at that point, it could be too late. But like the every three to five year mark is good because you got to figure your life is constantly changing. People are, you know getting married having babies getting engaged buying houses mm-hmm. someone maybe passed away um any kind of major life event is a trigger to do this review just to make mm-hmm. sure you still have what you need because um even with the auto insurance like you may have started a policy maybe when you were a college kid on your own and you have yeah. state minimum limits of 1530 now you're you know a successful real estate agent and you're doing really well oh and God. i you still have this uh state minimum auto policy yeah. up know. until a couple months ago <laughs> i'm pretty sure i I had the same auto policy of when I like went to college or something like that. That's a little scary. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, and, and, and all sorts of like, I was just recently, I realized like one of my cars like wasn't on my policy. Oh, like wow. I bought it. I'm like, I, I can't remember the whole, it, it was like, I got it. And then I think I just haven't gotten like it, like uh, it was less than a year ago or so didn't realize that we never actually never had to our oh, insurance so we would have figured it out once we went to go inspect it <laughs> i would hope yeah um but yeah it's like just something that no one really no one really wants to think about insurance no because it's not fun it's not glamorous <laughs> ideally yeah ideally you would never you would never need it Hopefully. And that's what I always say to people. I hope you never need me or have to right. call me with a situation, but I'm glad and I'm always happy to be there if you do. So I always, yeah. it's like peace of mind. And back to the car thing, um, the dealerships or the you know sales guys will tell you, I'll call your insurance. I'll add the car for you. Mm. Don't believe that. Like call your agent, <laughs> call your insurance company, get it added. We need to speak with you. You're the policyholder. We're not just going to add a car to your policy without right. having somebody say, yeah, I actually bought this car. Right. Um, and typically they want... Um, 
ID cards or something, you know, before you leave the lot with the vehicle to just show you have coverage. A lot of times we'll get those calls. So, um, but yeah, I always double check if they say they're going to add it for you because I've had people call me months later and was like, you know, my Audi was never added. The the sales guy said he was going to call. I'm like, I can't tell you if he called or not. I don't think he did. So, you know, (laughs) rather be safe than sorry. (laughs) Yeah. And you also have me thinking about like, where is my stuff right now? So another question is, what about your valuables that aren't at your house? Mm Mm-hmm. And what happens? Because I'm thinking, like, now that we're talking about this, yeah. like, it really, like, I'm like, oh, you, like, musical instruments. I'm like, oh, well, actually, my musical instrument's at my church right now. Yeah. And my computer and a couple of my expensive video gear is in this office right now. Right, yeah. So I'm kind of like, okay, what happens to, I have, I have personal property at my mm-hmm. employer, mm-hmm. All, you know, and an office, and something happens to that office is my homeowner like does, does my homeowner's insurance like get affected by that or yes that's a good question so um personal property typically on insurance policies is covered anywhere in the world right uh-huh. so all your personal property if you had like a storage unit that you rent it out and you put stuff in it would yeah. be covered there okay um where it gets a little dicey with the personal property you're talking about um is it used for business or is it just yeah. your personal? So your guitar that you're playing at church, to me, I'm like, that's personal. That's just something you enjoy, you're doing, you're not getting paid for it. Right. That's just your personal use. So, But if you were out doing gigs at nightclubs mm-hmm. and stuff, you know, that's a whole different situation. So, you know, it's the use of the items too. So mm-hmm. you want to make sure that, you know, if it's used for business, maybe you have a separate business policy covering specific cameras and, you know, video mm-hmm. equipment and things like that to make sure you have the proper coverage on it you know so is it so what would be the what would be the risk in not having that separate policy is it the insurance company could say oh this was a you're using this for business we're not going to cover it yeah they could exclude okay. business use or there could be a maximum limit on the business use like we'll cover personal property with business use up to two thousand dollars so mm-hmm. you'll cap out um Personal property, um, some of the special limits, some things that have specific limits are your jewelry. So a lot of policies might be like anywhere between 2000 to 5000 for jewelry. So if you okay. have high value jewelry, some people do, you want to schedule that on your home policy. So that means you give me an appraisal, we add it on there. If there's mm-hmm. something that happens to it, you get that full replacement to where... Right. If there was a scenario where you didn't do that and you lost, you know, $30,000 worth of jewelry, I'm going to say, hey, you cap out at five on this policy and that's all we can do. So yeah. that's the importance of scheduling those higher value things. Um, and a lot of times you can schedule um, jewelry, silverware, furs, musical instruments, um, things what, like that. What about like power tools and woodworking yeah and stuff like that i've gotten that before um yeah. and they said that it's covered under the personal property if it's just used in your home um but if you're using it for like On you know site yeah if you have like uh, an hvac guy or your construction guy and you're using it there then you need to have it under a business what policy if, what if you're selling the things that you're making with the equipment and tools oh that's a good question <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean i don't know I, I would i would still think that would probably fall under some business use because you're making a profit with the use right. of the tool you know right but it's in your house right but, but people have like hair salons in their homes so you can have like the home policy to say you mm-hmm. know hey there is some business use here they have people coming off and on the property to get their hair done or they right. have a chiropractic office in the garage or you know people do different things like that and there are certain carriers that will accommodate those kind of risks so and that's also why it's important right. to have a 
actual agent mm-hmm. and not just go to a web form. Right. Which and I've, have these conversations. Which I've done before. Yeah. And uh, I you remember, get a million calls maybe. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, yeah. And I, well, no, I've like, like, I mean, I bought insurance just by like going to a website, signing uh-huh. up, filling out all the things and like, okay, good. I'm, I'm done. Yeah. I'm and then covered. <laughs> I remember I was talking, okay, not me. <laughs> I knew a story of someone who was talking to an insurance agent and uh, was like, and the agent said something about, oh, yeah, like, and you have to tell your insurance company if you're renting out your house. And I'm like, wait, what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, you have to, if you're renting a house out, you have to tell your insurance company that's a different thing. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, yeah. yeah. And this or this person was like, yeah. And it really. Yeah. It, they realized like, oh, I'd never actually told my insurance company this was investment property. Right. Now, you would think the insurance company, like, I think this, what this person said was, well, they should know because why else would I have two property insurance policies? Right. And with these bigger companies where you're just dealing yeah. with a web form, like, no, they're not. They're really not looking. There's nobody really looking out that. for you or having those conversations. And, and definitely, like, that's the thing that people do. Like, they'll keep the house, move out and move into another house. Yeah. Um. So if you start running out your prior home, um, you're going to need what's called like a landlord or a rental policy that's going to offer right. you coverage for the structure. But we don't need that personal property coverage on there anymore because your stuff's not there. So right there, that uh, cuts right. out a lot of that. Yeah. Um, you Maybe you want to have a little more liability there because you have renters are, you know, in there. So liability mm-hmm. coverage is also a component of the home insurance. So it protects you if somebody were to sue you for getting hurt on your property or things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, maybe we increase that. Maybe we go a little higher with the deductible because it's not your primary home. So there's definitely, you know, conversations to be had always have your renters carry renters insurance um a whole nother animal you know with the airbnb and things like Mm -hmm. that have started um there are carriers who will accommodate that now because before it would just be you know you run it at your home to one person they had a lease for a year right now that's becoming popular where you know maybe people rent their house out for a week or two at a time so you know well the other thing too is that usually an airbnb is furnished by the owner Whereas mm-hmm. right. a rental is unfurnished, so you would need something that would cover the furnishings, correct? But not necessary. But y- you would need probably less furnishing or more furnishing coverage. More like yeah, you would just need to talk to someone about right that. and make sure you have the appropriate amount. Like yeah. even where it's not furnished, um, personal property can fall under like the. Um, the refrigerator, the washer and dryer. So you still have minimal coverage for that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, but like if it's somebody you're just running to full time, they, they're living there for like the whole year or so, you know, you're not going to have as much as you would if it was your primary residence. Right. So, um, you know, and if you don't have an agent or you're just doing this stuff online, nobody's really looking at you're just putting it in. And then when a claim comes up, they might say, oh, well, we thought this was your primary residence. What's going on here? Right. And I mean, it could create hiccups for you, but, you know, you just want to make sure everything's kind of done properly. You know? Yeah. Absolutely. All right. Well, that's awesome. Um, Real quick, what's the best way people can get a hold of you? Yeah, definitely. Um, So as Sean said, my name is Maureen Felizzi. Um, My direct direct office line is um, 610-884-8502. Hit option one to get me. Um, And then my email is maureen.felizzi at libertymutual.com. I do have Facebook page, social media. So you can always reach me there too and uh, find me that way. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> and, and the best thing is just to schedule 
a conversation yeah. with you and you can go over what what the needs are and see if it makes sense and definitely it doesn't know. cost anything to have a conversation and talk to me email me your deck pages yeah. if you have a great policy i'll tell you to stay where you're at if there's anything i can do to help you improve your coverage and maybe reduce your cost i'd love to do that i have like over 25 carriers i can shop with so um you know and i want to make sure my clients are properly protected yeah awesome <laughs> cool well thanks a lot yeah really thanks for it. having me on it was great Thanks for listening. This has been the Chester County Real Estate Podcast. Brought to you by REMAX Ace Realty. Serving buyers and sellers in the Chester County area. Subscribe for new episodes at acerealtypa.com slash podcast. And you can find us on Facebook, YouTube, and wherever podcasts are found. 